0: Hello, and welcome to The Calibre Podcast, brought to you by the Watches of Switzerland Group. This latest episode explores the collection of businessmen, entrepreneur, and previous Watches of Switzerland employee, Theo Bafitis. Theo sits down with our CEO, Brian Duffy. They discuss Theo's career, take a look at his watch collection, and chat about exciting opportunities coming up. We hope you enjoy.
1: So, hello everyone, welcome along to our latest podcast here at Watchtower Switzerland. Uh, my name is Brian Duffy, I'm the Chief Exec of Watchtower Switzerland. Uh, especially pleased and excited today to have a great guest, Theo
0: Pafitas. Welcome, Theo. Thank you very much, it's a pleasure to be here. Yep. It's, really? been, it's been a very, very long time.
1: Yes, we're going to talk about <laughs> what started your career in a wee minute, and we're going to talk about a lot of things we've got in common about uh, football, ladies' underwear, and uh, watches.
0: Yeah, do, do you know what? A lot of people asked me when I was involved in football what all my business had in common with each other Yep, and they were all a great load of fun
1: great load of fun I can, I can see that easy as that yeah you look like a guy that enjoys having a bit of fun uh, one thing we don't have in common is where we came from because i grew up in uh, the frozen celtic north of uh, of glasgow scotland but you're from Limassol, in cyprus a
0: lot warmer than glasgow yeah a lot warmer and what age were you when you left so i was six and my wow. parents decided to emigrate at the when i was six and uh, there was myself my brother my mum and my dad yeah and we got on a boat that and uh, off we came to the land of plenty where the streets were paved with gold yeah and it was bloody freezing and the only thing that was go that, that was on the pavements in manchester was dog poo oh. so it wasn't what we were expecting and it, you grew
1: up in manchester
0: uh part of my childhood yeah. was in manchester and then we moved down to london um so a very long story but uh, we were visiting for a weekend my dad was involved in an accident seriously injured and mm. was hospitalized for a year wow. um so we we, we sort of Forced to rent a room yeah. and stay close to him in case he didn't make it, uh, and then we never went back to Manchester. All right, well, you sound like a Londoner. Well, I, I adapt very, very easily. If I yep. spent some time in Scotland, no, I would never sound <laughs> like a Scotsman. You're
1: absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one of the things we immediately have in common is we both work for the same company because at the tender age of eighteen, you joined Watcher of Switzerland.
0: I did, and uh, I've got to give Watches Switzerland the credit of. Uh, lighting my fire uh, in retail. Yep. And uh, my very first day, I remember like it was yesterday, uh, I remember running home, and Mrs. P, who's not the Mrs. P, she was my girlfriend at the time, telling her that, you know, that's it. I now know what I want to do. Yep. And it was retail, yep. and I loved every minute of it.
1: Yep, and you were, you were with us, uh, you were saying earlier, two and a half years?
0: I fell in love with retail, and I fell in love with watches. Yep. And neither of those flames are extinguished. Yeah. They have both run very brightly within my heart. Yeah, and, uh, great. I still buy watches. I still love them. The mechanical, the work of art, the engineering, it's I'm an absolute engineering feat what goes into them. And yeah. I think, yes, we can tell the time from our mobile phones and everything yeah. else, but there's nothing like wearing a, wor- a work of art yeah. and engineering on your wrist. Yeah, It's unbelievable.
1: Yeah, I mean, get wonderful craftsmanship. We've been talking about it in these podcasts for a uh, forever but um, uh, as you express it just uh, what wonderful pieces to have so you're with us two and a half years and uh, then you go off and try something different
0: well I think it was, it was um, forced upon me um, I married Mrs P not that she forced herself upon me of course no. you must understand <laughs> uh, but I married Mrs P you paid lousy in those days. Yep. Uh, in fact, I made as much money on commission. I don't know if you still pay commission or not. But, yeah, uh, we do. Yep. So I made as much money on commission every week than I did on my salary, I've oh, got yeah. to be honest. Yep. Uh, but it still was not enough. Um, and I got posted to go and work for uh, an insurance company, stock finance company. Yep. And I'd learned so much about being a salesman, so much about life, the experiences of working in the West End, yep. in, in a luxury brand it was an amazing for a boy coming from sort of a council block tenement yeah. block which is where I grew up two and, two and a half years of proper proper education of life yeah I went on um, I had relative success and of course the first opportunity you know water always finds its level I say I went straight back into retail
1: yeah yeah and, you, and it clearly was your, uh, your love and, and it's where you really made your your career and yeah, your fortune in, in fairness I
0: got paid yeah. a bit more Set yeah the time okay
1: uh, but then it uh, was it was the next move in retail was it the telecom
0: yeah no it's um it's funny but i went first of the first uh, foray was into some um, london um, souvenir stores telecom came uh, shortly afterwards and it was it's the explosion of mobile phones yep. and retailing mobile phones and nobody had really got to grips of how do you sell this product that was at a very high margin uh, worked on a subscription model yep. very different to things that were out there at the time and people really really wanted and at the time I don't think any of us really appreciated how this little black box that we held in our hands or yep. rather large at one stage was going to change our lives yep. we dreamt about it we forecast But none of us really believed that we change our life so much in so many different ways, not just one way. Everything from the way we shop, from where we communicate, uh, find things out, search the web. After that, uh, we bought uh, Ryman Stationers because we had concessions at the time with Ryman and they'd got into uh, a little bit of trouble. After Ryman Stationers came um, partners, the stationers, uh, Contessa lingerie what did I know about lingerie not a lot as I declared to my missus when I went home after doing this still for like 36 hours and not turning up home and she said where have you been? I said I bought a lingerie company yeah. and she just smacked me over the head with a frying pan I said what was that for? She said what do you know about lingerie? I said it's shopkeeping love yeah. I'll learn about the product yeah. um, and uh, then Licenza we then we've got another stationery business um uh, robert dyers we have iron mongery business yep. so really all the things that i really enjoy doing yeah you've got to have a passion for what you do if you've got a passion for what you do you're going to be successful yep. so the passion for retail and the passion for the product yep. really gives you a head start
1: yeah yeah we've, we've got a lot in common you know i've had a i've had a part of my career in ladies underwear as well i was the the MD of Playtex. Were you I, big I, in ladies' underwear? I was big in ladies' underwear, yes. And um, I launched Wonderbra uh, back in the day, back in the 1991. Hello, boys. Uh, actually, hello, boys. That yeah. was a
0: hell of a marketing campaign. Uh,
1: you know, 2011, it was voted the most successful outdoor campaign of all time. Really? Yeah, more successful than Kitchener or or um, the Nike ads or, I mean, anything that you can think of that was the most successful ever.
0: The testimony to that is that we still remember the campaign. Oh, yeah,
1: sure. I mean, it still comes up in kind of everyday, you know, expressions. I still see it popping up here. But it know. wouldn't work today, would it? No, 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 no. But, um, you know, back then, the industry had got so politically correct as almost to be offensive to women. You know, you weren't allowed to acknowledge that kind of underwear... You know, was had a sex appeal about it, and wonder where I just changed all that. You know, with a bit of
0: humour, bit of confidence, and uh it, but it it's it it having the confidence to to run that campaign at the time. Oh, sure, we we did business with you at the time because yep. I used to own a laundry business called Contessa, which yep. was a branded. It was a bit Mrs. Slocum. I've got to be it honest. It was yeah, you know, yeah. Even though it was a bit Mrs. Slocum, and probably people listening to his podcast wouldn't know who Mrs. Slocum was, yep. but I would I would employ you to just search Mrs. Slocum it was for the older customer yeah sure, so, the better, so, but older, yeah. saying that it's a good it business was, it, 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 we still sold yeah. a huge amount of uh playtex yeah and, uh, and yeah and, and wonder because mums used to take their daughters in. yeah so mums because we didn't have a lot of laundry shops we had yeah. in those days you had Marks and spencers yeah and that was it yeah. the rest, the few independents there was yeah. no national chains yeah so, Contessa was the only other national chain. Yeah. So, if Mum didn't go into, into Marks and Spencer, she'd go into Contessa, and the best selling bra was a thing called the Triumph Doreen. Yeah. It was an over shoulder holder bolster. Yeah. I mean, it was full cups, to say the least. Yeah. And you imagine a daughter going in with a Mum and taking yeah. one look at that and going, yeah. You have got to be joking, yeah, Mum. Yeah, sure. So, we, so, Wonder Bra came in. Yeah and then it was like oh my word yeah. so all the girls were going in buying wonder bra yeah. and i understand a few moms did as well
1: yeah and they all loved it you know i always used to say that the whole wonder bra girl and the, and the look that not every woman wanted to be that every day of the week but on a friday night you know when you're going out or when you just arrive in torre molinas or whatever you know hello boys
0: was a- but with laundry it's it's as closest thing to your skin uh, yeah. as a girl and if you feel good underneath your clothes yeah you're, you're going confident. to feel your confidence yep. so you dress from from the inside out yeah uh, and you're going to feel good you're going to have confidence yep. and laundry really is and that's why my business is run with women but they've just got the touch they understand and it, it's it's about you it's all about you it's not about anybody else it's not about how you look to a suitable partner yeah uh it's how you feel. Feel yourself, yeah, absolutely. It's not about the, the, how you look in it, it's how yep. you feel.
1: Yep. So here we are, we're probably going to get a few comments and a couple of guys talking about how women feel about their, their underwear, but that's not the first time I'm sure that's happened to boys. Nope. Of us. But to go from one extreme to another, you then become the chairman of Millwall. Oh, yes.
0: Was that, was that always your club? Or? Uh, well, no. no. I, I spent uh, some of my formative years before North London in uh, Manchester. So Manchester United was my first That's club. Right. Uh, but when we moved to London and when I worked for Watchers, Switzerland, yeah. I, I lived in sunny Peckham. Right. And the nearest club to sunny Peckham was Millwall. Yeah. So I used to go there. And I was a fair weather fan. Yeah. When I wasn't working on a Saturday, then I'd go to the football or a midweek game and um, they got themselves into trouble into administration and yep. uh, the receiver contacted, knew I was a fan and contacted me God knows how many times I kept saying no 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 if David Buckler was his name uh, I met up with him recently and then he rang me one um, Friday says come to the game tomorrow I said David I'm not interested he said let me just tell you he says I don't know you very well he spoke in a very very soft voice I don't know you very well but if you really are a fan of this football club and I'm not going to make any public announcements, but this could be the last game they ever play, yeah. so you really want to be here, yeah that was it and I thought, oh God, so I went, and you can imagine yeah. I got absolutely sucked in, yeah um, and I had the most exciting eight years of my you were eight years there yeah. eight, eight years as chairman, so, the whole chairman thing. I was a roller yeah. coaster, yeah we had the good, the bad, yeah a little bit of ugly as well, yeah. Um, And I think that that helped me become who I am as well. I understood a lot more from that. But it was absolutely exciting, all the way from winning promotion to playing at Wembley to playing in the FA Cup final against Manchester United to getting into Europe. um, Massive highlights for a, a little club with you know, six, seven thousand average gate yep. uh on a normal Saturday. Yep. It was just nuts. Yep. Uh, we used to roll in, roll them and roll out, we used to say. Yep. And then um uh, the creme de la a month, as Del Boy would say, was I managed to persuade Dennis Wise at the end of his career to uh join us. Yep. Yep. Really that was uh two two years of unbelievable fun. Yep. It just did not stop. And uh this is Uh, A guy who, much maligned and misunderstood, who I I like to consider and call one of my best friends, Mm. and I still see regularly, played for his country. Uh, He actually gave me one of his caps as a gift after one one match. And when we didn't win the FA Cup against Manchester United, he came over to my house for dinner a few weeks later and brought me a present. Do you know what that present was? An FA Cup winner's medal. Oh, right. One of his. Oh yeah, and I refused to yeah, take it. Yeah. And he said, "You have and it." Who's Chelsea? Yeah. yeah, and he gave it to me. Yeah, he said, "I've got others." Yeah, yeah, and that was great. Fun. Lovely, uh, absolutely yeah. lovely, lovely man. Yeah. Uh, and we had so much fun.
1: Yeah, you still go to the den once in a while? Not no, really.
0: Yeah, I, I think the difficulty is, but when you've been driving the train set, yeah, it, sure. it, it's always yeah, a bit sure. difficult. Yeah, um, and it's somebody else's train set now. Yeah. So yes, I follow the scores, watch it on the box. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, no, I I, I'm scared about going back.
1: Yeah, because you get sucked in again. Indeed. Yeah. yeah. No, great tonight. I mentioned to you. I'm in the. Uh, I was in the board of Glasgow Celtic for four so, years. do you ever?
0: Do you ever see the day? And, I, and I've got to. I've got to confess here and declare my interest. During the time I was at uh, Millwall, I was also director of the Football League right. and on the FA as well. Yeah. And. Lots of discussions and ideas were being bounded about at the time. Yeah. Especially to do with uh, Celtic and Rangers. Yeah. Do you ever see a time when uh, Celtic would be playing in the uh, English game? Yeah.
1: I mean, Celtic have been very clear and Rangers, they would love to. And clearly the size of the clubs, the only way they could really develop would be if they were in a big league with the TV money. I mean, the Premier League clubs are getting, whatever, £125 million a year now in TV. Yeah, absolutely. I think Celtic and Rangers are like £5 million, You know, so they're just in a completely different league, if you excuse the pun financially. Um, but
0: I don't see it happening. So should we be doing an old firm game together? Sure, sure. I've got re- lots of reasons to be in Scotland. Lots oh, yeah. of businesses out oh, there. organise. So. you ever been at one? I have, and it's
1: absolutely yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. So where people... Mainly know you from is uh, Dragon's Den, uh, of course, where you were for, uh, for, for quite a time, seven years. You
0: must have enjoyed that. I had a great time, yeah. and um, seven, or eight years is 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 about the longest you can keep my interest in things. To be oh, yeah. that's a good spell, isn't it? I, I do yeah. get I do get bored. And life's yeah. very short. You've only got yeah. so many working years left in, in you. Yeah, and so you know you've got to constantly find new passions, new challenges, yeah. things that take you outside your comfort zone. Yeah, because sitting in your comfort zone. is not leading your life yeah so I'm very good like at a challenge and a change uh, and, yeah. al- always yeah. always and when I was asked to do Dragon's Den uh, I thought how hard can it be yeah well I'll tell you that first day was nerve wracking yeah uh, even though I just retired from Millwall and I'd done television with the news channels yeah. trying to uh, pour oil on troubled waters yeah. uh, after the odd uh, difficult game yeah so I thought, oh, how hard can it be? Yeah. It was. It was so nerve-wracking. Yeah. But again, within a few days, I was comfortable You'd with it. you it, yeah. And I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. I did it for seven years. It was brilliant. Uh, I didn't fall out of love with it, but I wasn't getting the same enthusiasm yeah. as I was getting before. And it did take a lot of time. Yeah. And sure. I was finding other things that I was falling in love with and had a passion yeah. for. Yeah. And something had to go. Yeah. Uh, and I decided my time had come. Although saying that, uh, I made some great friends, some great investments, uh, lost some money, made a lot more. And um, after five or six years away this year, uh, I went back, which was, and it was just, it was just so strange because I turned up, sat in, I did I sat in my chair, but that Deborah Meaden, she took one look at me and started waving her finger and literally dragged me out of that middle chair. And forced me to go and sit in the engine, oh, yeah. and I kept getting a giving her dirty looks all the way through oh, yeah. that filming. that so, would really bother her. She, she's a she's a great friend. <laughs> yeah. She's a very very good yeah. friend. You're all good friends. Aren't yeah, they? We all are. We are. We're all good friends. Yeah. And especially myself and Deborah, yeah. and uh, we we had so much fun. I I I'd really forgot how much fun you can have. Yeah. But again, it's long days it takes up a lot of your working week. Yeah. And you know, it, it's very difficult to do and run businesses yeah in the way i do yeah so it's very hands-on it, it is like so I, I had great fun Yeah, and as i said I, I, I had the good and the bad and the ugly there as well and that's yep. life yeah sure you just roll with it Yeah, i think you must i mean it's the bad times that show you what the good times are yeah i mean i don't know how you would cope if you never knew yeah. what what good what bad looks like and what good looks like
1: yeah sure but now you're involved in a lot of uh, educational, you know, matters. You're the Chancellor down at uh, Solent University in Southampton. Is that something you enjoy?
0: Yeah, you yeah. see, I, I left school the I was 16, so, and, and I'm, I'm dyslexic. As I've said many times before, my first job was probably the worst job anybody could give you, but it was the only job I could get, because at the yeah. time... Uh, the government were giving companies an allowance of £1,200 if they employed someone who'd never had a job before. Yep. So I'd been turned down by everybody I'd applied for a job yeah. at, at, when I left school at 16. And I managed to get this job in the city as a sort of T-boy filing clerk. How can you put dyslexic as a filing clerk? Yeah. And then they wondered, <laughs> not my fault.
1: But did they, were you diagnosed then? Did they know no, was there, there they was know? no such no. thing in those days. and
0: yep. I was a shocker. Yeah. Very popular, made good tea, yeah. ran good errands, good laugh. I said, good laugh, but I was shit at my job. <laughs> um, it was, it, it was, it was, it was not good. So it did, yeah. it, it did really knock the stuffing out of me. So whilst I was great at having a job, then losing a job in a nice way, it was done very, very nicely. Yeah. But realizing, seeing the writing on the wall, and realizing, and you wonder as a young eighteen-year-old. Where's life going? Yeah. What can I do? I'm obviously not as good as I think I am yeah. or as I'm confident being. It was, it was a real uh, difficulty. So no education. And so apprenticeships were really an important thing for me and I've been an apprentice champion for a long time and learning more about education as I did apprenticeships and it really was one of my fi- uh, proudest moments to actually be on the stage and put those Cloaks on full of yep. gold braid yep. uh, and be the chancellor of a university. I would love to be able to go back to university now to, and, and do university because talking to the kids, I'm inspired so much with their energy, yeah. their, their vision, their enthusiasm, for the zest for life that yep. as we get older. Well, dims say, a little it yeah. does dim a bit <laughs> and when you go to those institutions yeah. and you see it yeah. it rekindles it yeah sure so it does give me a, it's like it gives you a shot yeah of and it's like having a red bull
1: yeah no I can understand it we're we doing a lot uh, at the moment with the Prince's Trust who we've selected as a right. kind of a you know corporate charity fabulous and, charity yeah they do wonderful work and I went into their facility in Glasgow and the same thing so that is young people who really need help who are in danger of really falling off the uh, you know the, the pathway um, but uh, to to see them get the help and respond in the way they, they do and and to see the enthusiasm of the people that are actually running all of the facilities and so on it's really inspirational
0: and and to yeah. see them then succeed yeah because your story is already written
1: yeah and it could have been so yeah. different
0: yeah yeah, yeah. their story is still to be written yeah
1: I'm no, sure Sure, I'd love to have it all ahead of us again, eh? Wouldn't yeah. you?
0: Yeah. I mean I say that I say that to the kids, they look at me. Yeah. Uh, when I say that, I would love to be in your shoes. Yeah. And I think, Is this bull? Can we yeah. smell bull here? Yeah. And I try and explain to them that actually yeah. no. You mean it? Yeah, I mean it. Yeah. My life my whole life's ahead of me again. Yeah. I would love to tackle it all again. Yeah. And I'm sure some of it's not gonna go right. Yeah. But I'd still like to do it.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, no, sure. I feel exactly the same way. I'd, uh, I'd, I'd love to be one of them but anyway here, here we are now uh, so we, we've got a lot in common we both started on a council estate we both love football we both spent time in ladies underwear <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we both love watches and you've been kind enough to bring along uh, just a few of your uh, of your collection well, there's, there's can...
0: another three times that in boxes somewhere else now yep. which I think they're in your other in, in the store yep. at the moment they're photographing
1: yep. a really nice selection here to, uh, to talk about though and do you wear them all um, yep. Not the ladies'
0: ones. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think Mrs. P we get the hump. Yeah, even just, but just,
1: even when you've got your the ladies' Jimmy lingerie, or even <laughs> the ladies' lingerie. Um,
0: yep. I li- listen, I, I sound promiscuous with watches. So you yep. get a new watch. The one I've got on my wrist at the moment yep. new. Yep. Which I will, is new.
1: Yeah, and it just says a, a GMT with a, the new GMT. It is with a Pepsi dial and the uh, Jubilee bracelet. And the Jubilee bracelet, yep. and
0: it, it's the Pepsi. Yeah, it, it's yep. absolutely gorgeous. And yep. I will now wear that. I'll on my wrist for, yeah. for, 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 for quite a while yeah. unless I was going to an evening do and then I'll switch to a dress watch yeah. but it will be my watch of choice yeah. um, and then I'll see something else in a shop window
1: yeah.
0: and I think god that's pretty and yeah. I'm so so lucky when I watched when I worked for watches in Switzerland obviously I was selling all these gorgeous watches yeah. that I fell in love with but I could never, never afford, afford one yeah. or even dream of affording yeah. one and the money that people would spend on watches was more than your annual salary. Yeah. And I can remember to this day, walking into the shop in Bond Street, and it was probably a couple of years after I left, and buying my first Rolex. Yeah, what was that? It was Datejust. Datejust, yeah. It was a Datejust. Just. Uh, steel? Or? steel and gold. Oh, okay, hey, steady. Yeah, steady. Yeah. Steady. I want to be saying it was 1,200 quid. And you still got it? Of course, I have. But but it's on the back of it. Yeah. It's got the day I when I got it, and I I, I gave it to one of my sons and engraved it with his name on the back. Oh, nice. And because all these watches do not belong to me. Yeah. I'm a custodian. Yeah. And all my kids have got at least three of my watches. Oh yeah. Engraved uh, with Everything. when I got them. Yeah. And their name. Yeah. And when I gave it to them, and I was saying, you're going to pass it on. Yeah,
1: great.
0: You're going to pass it so, um So it's still in the family. Yeah. It's still in the family, but it's worn by one of my sons. Yeah. Uh, and it still looks like magic. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, to, to be able to go back and, and make that purchase. And I was just, I just walked out the store, I'm making myself seem very sad here. I felt a million dollars and I walked out with it on my wrist. Yeah. I couldn't help myself. I walked out of my wrist and it never came off. Yep. It was great. Anyway, things have moved on since then. And so my first 1,200 quid spent on a watch, which I thought was a king's ransom anyway. But now I'm very fortunate. Yeah. I, I can afford most watches I see that yep. I don't like. And I don't buy watches just for price by the way. And this is sometimes, I've got watches in my collection that I buy, which are two or 3,000 pounds now, but because I like them. Yep. It's not just the price. And now I see a watch, so I could wear this for a while, and then I'll see another watch. And i go, wow. Yeah. And I'll, I'll think of a good reason to buy it. Yeah. And, I, and I'll buy that watch, and that will go on my wrist. And they do, do turn around, I do change them and go back to it, but I'm promiscuous. I, I don't wear one all of the time. Oh. I, I enjoy pulling them out. Yeah. giving them a dust up, putting yeah. it on. Yeah. And uh, I'm wearing At it.
1: But different occasions, different outfits, how Absolutely. you're feeling about Absolutely. things Absolutely. I mean you you got
0: there, yeah. you know, there's a there's there's a watches there that are very, very expensive, yeah, tens, to tens of thousands. And there's a Chanel watch there, which is a ceramic J twelve. Yeah. Now people probably wouldn't think I would buy that. Yeah. And it's not a hugely expensive watch by price of some of the others. Yeah. But I just saw that, I thought you'd be great. In A black tie, yeah, wearing it for the evening. It's very understated, except for a few little diamonds around the bezel, oh, yeah, uh-huh. um, which for an evening, yeah, bit of sparkle, yeah, yeah, bit sure. of sparkle. It's, yeah. not, it's not a bad thing, especially when you're wearing all black as a man, you're wearing all black,
1: yeah, it's, yeah, you
0: just need something,
1: yeah, and it's a it's a chronograph, is it? Yeah, 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 yeah it's, a, it's very, I can see that looking great now in, in a tuxedo. And uh, I was like um, a Cartier in a, a tuxedo right. because again it looks very black tie elegant the Roman numerals and, uh, and so on. But, uh, but you've got you got a nice uh, uh, selection here and of course every great Rolex selection is going to have a Daytona. You have to have a Daytona. In a, in yeah. it, so how long have you owned that one for?
0: Forever. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. Do you know? I think I'm not. Sure, I've got quite a few Rolexes and I think that was my second.
1: All oh, right. Well, I think that would. You went th- for it. You, you've gone steel and gold from the beginning, and then the yeah. next one's a Daytona. Yeah.
0: yeah. I, I, I just I love steel and gold. I think it yeah. just looks you because that Daytona, for instance, we talked about wearing it. That Daytona, white dial, yeah. uh, baton dial, steel and gold. You can wear that in the evening. Yeah. And it's still it, 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 in a formal occasion. Yeah. Because it's got the steel and gold, and you can wear it every day. Yeah. So it, it does the job. Yeah. So uh, it's I, I, so
1: versatile. Rolex, the eh? way, the GMT you're wearing is a is a very elegant watch. but yeah. it depends how you're dressed, how
0: effectively how yeah. the watch looks. And so again, Daytona. I never thought I'd ever own one. Yeah. Uh, going into the shop today, I was like a child in a sweet shop. Oh, yeah. it's shocking. Yeah. We need to grow up sometime. Yeah, it's not, not going to s- happen, is it?
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> no time soon. Uh, You've got a lovely yacht master here. Right, and, uh, right so
0: that, that yacht master, again, I saw it, I thought, what the hell is that? No. Yeah. And I've, I like the sea, I've got a boat, but I have lots of crew on my boat, yeah. and it's not one we sails, right? It was my 50th, and I turned around to Mrs. P, and I said, come with me, come with me. So I pointed it out it was in the window I said look at that she said oh my god that's huge she said is it gold I said yep hmm. I said it's a Rolex it's a Yachtmaster 2 she said, well you're telling me as if I should know something yep. I said actually I've got to be honest with you I don't know very much about that particular watch but it is so sexy yeah oh, it's a lovely it love is it. so you, sexy so do I you said, ever use it for the timing of the... no no, no. <laughs> so she said um, I said uh, if you're thinking of a 50th birthday present, that yeah. would be it. I said, Right. Anyway, cut a long story short.
1: I remember going home
0: one night. He said, uh, She had a face like thunder. Well, it's your 50th, and as normal, it's impossible to buy you anything. And I said, well, Don't be ridiculous. I said, I've tried to help you. Yeah. I said, Do you not remember the uh, watch I pointed, pointed out in the window when we were up in town? He says, Yep. And I called him. Do you know how much it costs? No. He said, I can't buy you that. So I said, well, I think we can afford it. I said, and um, you can. And uh, I will love you forever because I just think that is one of the loveliest watches yeah. you could possibly possibly wear. So he said, well, how many watches have you got? I said, I'm not quite sure, but I promise you, the day you give me that watch, I will wear it for a year without taking it off yeah, and I did uh, yeah, no, I did okay. I did not want to disappoint her yeah. no.
1: so what year would that have been have that, so that's
0: that? 10 years ago 10 years ago. oh yeah
1: so that's okay. a ten, ten, 10 years old yeah but uh, you mentioned your wife Debbie that's two
0: beautiful watches yeah uh, she's uh, she 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 got the, the gold date just with yep. the President bracelet which is the smaller ladies size yeah I'd, I'd love to remember the technical size of that watch but yep. uh, I can't and then there's the the mid one with the Pearl mother-of-pearl oh, dial yeah. yep. and it's got a few sparklers around the shoulders and the bezel by the yep. way uh, not, not not bracelet and it, that's a president bracelet as well yep. that was a gift from me to her yep. for her 60th yeah um, and we've got three daughters by the way yeah we've got th- uh, three daughters two sons two sons, yeah. and they all know which watches they want oh
1: yeah yeah well that's good they all yeah. know no fighting
0: yeah. Well, there's been some negotiations, yeah. and we are slowly because we want them to enjoy them now. Yeah. We're slowly giving them the no, watches, right. and we but we do engrave every single one we give them. Yeah, oh, nice with their name on the back and saying, "You've got to pass that on."
1: Yeah, oh, lovely. You've got to pass that on. You know, it's perfect the way you describe it because that's you know what we, when we talk about watches. Well, these podcasts are elsewhere. We're talking about family heirlooms and special occasions in your life and celebrating success as, as you've done and just uh, how a watch can really make you feel really good and uh, you know, warm about family and everything else. So you, you describe it all perfectly.
0: Well, I also yeah. justify it lovely. Because yeah. I keep saying to Mrs. Pitt it's an investment, dear. Yeah. And it's not for us. It's for our children. Yeah. We're just looking after it. Yeah. And we've got this wonderful timepiece on our wrist oh, yeah. in the
1: meantime i'm gonna to have to steal some of your lines <laughs> you're welcome i uh, normally just try and slip <laughs> them in and hope <laughs> my wife doesn't uh, doesn't doesn't see them but you know it's been really great to talk to you if you're um, you've got an amazing career i'm delighted you've spent some of it with uh, with us way back at the beginning but uh i think you're somebody that's you know so highly regarded in the country with everything that you've done and done it out of you know passion and kind of personal uh, commitment and all it's been a real pleasure to speak to you
0: it's been a pleasure and uh maybe without watching the Switzerland
1: I wouldn't yeah. be where I am today I have a funny feeling you might have been but anyway we're very happy to have been a part of it so thank you Theo